This week on Retronauts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retronauts. I am your host for this one, Bob Mackey, and today's topic is Yoshi Games, and we're going to exclude one for a very important reason. I'll get to that soon. Uh, first, who else is here with me today? We have, as always... It's me, Boshi. Boshi. Boshi you know Parrish. What? I, did so much re- I did so much research, I learned that um, Boshi in Japanese is actually Washi, which is a very similar pun to how War- uh, Mario's evil twin is Wario, which is a pun that only makes sense in Japanese. It's also and- kind of paper. Maybe that inspired Yoshi's story. Oh, yeah. Arts and crafts look. But Boshi is only in Super Mario RPG. Mm. But he's the cool Yoshi with sunglasses. Yes. Well, t- me, that's uh, me. That's when all. People, <laughs> when people think of Jeremy Parrish, they think <laughs> cool dinosaur with glasses. <laughs> oh, wow. Sunglasses. So, yes, that, that, is, that is our only Boshi discussion. Please post your comments after this if you're mad. Uh, who else is here today? Hey, it's Henry Gilbert, and Purple Yoshi is my favorite. Purple Yoshi? Is there a Purple Yoshi? Yeah, he was oh. most of the, I think he was either the Fortress or Boss World Yoshi in Island. Okay, right. Yeah, I was thinking of Island. Um... And who else do we have? Terrible Lizard, Ray Barnhold. Terrible Thunder Lizard? Come on, oh, uh, 90s kids, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was an Eek the Cat uh, Savage sub- Steve Holland production. Yeah. Yes. Hey, he's, he's all right. He made some good movies. <laughs> so today's episode is all about Yoshi games, and I figured that um, as we go through different topics, I'm trying to figure out what we missed out on, and I feel like this is a big gap in the Retronauts coverage. I mean, we've talked about Yoshi before in different Nintendo games, but there are a lot of Yoshi games uh, I've noticed, especially while doing research for them and um, on this topic. And I figure we we really haven't talked very men- about very many of these outside of the, the big notable ones where Yoshi is at the center. So I want to go over all of the Yoshi uh, spinoff games, the Yoshi puzzle games and things like that. And I'm going to put this up front for some people. Not all of these games are good, so uh, you may disagree with us, but that's fine. You're allowed to like these games. Uh, I have a negative opinion about a good deal of these, but I'm willing to talk about them because they're interesting and Yoshi's an interesting character that they do uh, lots of experiments with, I think. He's more of like an experimental game character, like a Kirby type. You know that that warning you do, the content yes. warning, like you may not agree with everything? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's basically a trigger for people to leave a one-star review. You should, you should just... Let it let it slide. Let it ride. No, I mean I feel I'm putting this up front. So if you get mad at me, yeah, uh, like exactly. we had some serious fallout over the Sonic the Hedgehog you, you episode. You warned everyone. Yeah. And now I they're bristling in anger. Yeah, I know. See, I, I warned people then. They're I'm ready to be pissed off. Now my warning is more direct, and I'm happy that Ray and I are finally talking again. Uh, we were only talking <laughs> through lawyers uh-huh. for uh, a, a brief period of time, but now uh, the, the healing has started. Probably good I wasn't on that Sonic one. Hopefully we won't uh, come to blows over Yoshi. I, th- I think we're both on the same page when it comes I, to Yoshi. I think we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we don't have a retro rule on Retronauts. Uh, it's kind of like 10 years-ish, but I am choosing. I thought we did. It's not formal. I've, I've broken it a few times. I mean, You've I've broken it in a, a little times. tuxedo and everything. <laughs> come on. It's, it's very dressed up. It's got tails and, a, and like a top hat. But for this, for this. Tails? Is this a Sonic episode? God, no. Okay. We're going to, no more mention of Sonic that. I'm, I'm still wounded by that, but I, I actually brought you a gift, Bob. Oh wow, are those Sonic the Hedgehog socks? Yes. Sonic the Hedgehog socks. Wow, oh, wow, thank you. I was going to give these to you in 
private, but I think maybe I'm, it's a public show. This is not a joke, people. I make these. He actually handed me Sonic the Hedgehog socks. I don't know what uh, gracious. what coals he robbed to get these to me. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, Jeremy. I'll give them to my girlfriend because she will like them more than me. Great. But, um, I just threw them behind me, by the way. Match her hair too. I'm disrespectful. Um, so yeah, there's no real retro rule on Retronauts, uh, but I'm cutting this off at 2006 because there's too many games to talk about. And um, when I sent out my notes to Ray and Jeremy, um, we kind of decided that we're going to make Yoshi's Island its own episode because it really deserves its own episode. It's like, I can't talk enough about how much I love that game. There's a lot going on in it, and we'll, we'll mention it. We'll, we'll touch upon it in this discussion just to, uh, you know, tell you what other games are, you know, basing their gameplay off of or taking ideas from. But that is going to be its own episode at some point in the future. So I hope to be on that one, too. Yes. When, just keep, don't, don't wait till 2020 when it's the 25th anniversary. Oh, God, I can't oh, wait perfect. that long. <laughs> don't uh, wait that long. Yes. Who knows what will happen to me? Um, I'll probably have, like, a robot voice. Will I, that I, really be 20? Yeah. Oh, my God. 25 and 25. 2020, yeah, oh. yeah. So uh, I want to go over Yoshi's Origins really quick because uh, we talked with, okay, so we have a Super Mario World episode. I don't know which, which one it is. I think it's like 36 or something. Go back to the archives. It's part of our uh, independent run. It was one of the earlier episodes. We, we cover that in great detail. There's an entire episode about Super Mario World if you want to hear more about Yoshi in that game. But we'll was touch that, up. It was that long ago? It was a 2015 episode, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was episode 36. I, I'm sure I wrote it down here somewhere, but... So, uh, going back to Yoshi history, we see that Yoshi was originally conceived of uh, for Super Mario Brothers 3. I thought it was the original Super Mario Brothers, but doing more research into this, I found out it was 3. Uh, but apparently, for whatever reason, either design reasons, technology reasons, uh, Nintendo couldn't execute this idea properly on the NES. And I think, I mean, I found out this from that Mario Mania guy that Nintendo Power put out. Uh, right. It was one of their four... Um, Four big guides after their initial four guides that had the red cover. So this is like the NES Atlas, the Game Boy Atlas. Was it also called the SNES Atlas too? No, or they just... were just named after this. Okay. Uh, and then Mario Mania, which was just a uh, sort of a tribute to Mario. And I love that cover. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's beautiful. It's this great collage. And I think it's aged rather well despite being, you know, 25 years old, the, the, the graphic design in that book. But mm-hmm. in that we learn that um, there's a drawing of Mario riding Yoshi and it's like, oh, we wanted to do this, but we had to wait. And there's also uh, that infamously has a line at the end. It's like, maybe one day Mario will, will wear metal clothes. And that's five mm-hmm. years before Mario 64. So Nintendo holds on to ideas for a long time, as we can see. So this Yoshi thing was in the works for maybe like three years, three or four years before Super Mario World came out. Um, and as Ray mentioned in our Sonic episode uh, that we're all still recovering from, and I'm and I'm still, I still cry myself to sleep every night, but <laughs> Yoshi's real name is, uh, but not really, it's T. Yoshisor yeah. Munchakupas. Uh, Ray, can you explain where this came from? Um, I, I just want you to talk about this it came because from like a, you made me aware of it. Yeah, it came from some sort of media kit, I think, from Nintendo of America, where they were establishing, you know, character profiles and stuff. I think, you know, in case 321 Contact Magazine or Hot Dog wants to write an uh, article about <laughs> Nintendo, or they'll if you're probably like, look up this as a reference material. Or if you're making fruit snacks or something, right? Right. Who yeah. is this uh, green dinosaur? i got to get inside of his head. So yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and I'll link to this on, on our blog. Kotaku wrote an article about this uh, merchandising guide. It has a lot of fake details about Mario characters. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like similar to Sonic, where... In our Sonic episode, we learned that marketing people wrote these fictional backstories that would never be used, like Miles, Monotail is Tails' real name. Sonic grew up in Nebraska. Uh-huh. Uh, Robotnik was once a guy named Evo Kintobor, who was a good scientist. Like, yeah, all of these right. facts don't mean anything. And it's Yoshi's just like, from Scranton. Oh, yes. Is Yoshi's from Scranton? No. Well, I, I believe it. I think the difference in those scenarios is that 
this is just what I'm getting from the Console Wars book, but that Sega of America seemed a lot more involved in the making of it, of Sonic, that they were like, no, Sonic is this, and it was kind of a back and forth Yeah, thing. they were helping define well, him. Well, meanwhile, Nintendo of America was handed a thing by Japan, and then they attached facts to it that Nintendo of Japan could immediately say, like, no, that doesn't. Yeah, I mean, infamously... The Koopa kids that we all know their names now, they were not named in the Japanese version, which mm-hmm. is why they have different names on the cartoon because the cartoon people were like, who are these things? And whoever was writing the manual was like, who are these things? So they each had their own ideas. Right. I, I prefer the the weird melange of rock and roll and talk show people to like whatever the hell the cartoon right. did. It was like Cootie Pie and yeah. uh, Stinky or whatever. I mean, classic Deke names for characters. Yes. Yeah, they, they might as well have been ghosts like Pac-Man ghosts for the most part. <laughs> so, okay, so... So we got past Yoshi's real Christian name, and uh, of course, it's it's important Is he to mention. Baptized? Um, I believe in in, in well, Mama. He, every time he he hatches, you baptize him. I believe in the Super Mario World cartoon Mama Luigi. We see his baptism, so <laughs> it is that, canon. Does that conflict with his being a dinosaur? In some um, yeah, he's from Dinosaur Land. That's BC. Oh, God then. put the God put the dinosaurs there as a test of faith. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> so they're a trick. Okay. So, uh, of course, Yoshi, in my grand uh, theory of uh, caveman and dinosaur-based things in the late 80s, early 90s, I, I consider this part of the, the cave mania phase in entertainment. Um, and we've covered plenty of games in the, in the cave mania pantheon. We have Joe and Mac, Bonk, uh, Adventure Island, Wonder Boy. Uh, all, for some reason, for whatever reason, in the late 80s and early 90s, this was a very popular theme in children's uh, entertainment. I, I don't know is, why. This is actually probably Retronauts' longest-running, like, theory. I, I, Even more <laughs> so than all video game music is prog rock music. It's my Grand Cave Mania <laughs> theory. True. And I, I don't think... I think, like, really, it peaked at Jurassic Park and maybe up through 96, 97, it was still sticking around, but... Jurassic Jurassic Park 2 killed it. It definitely <laughs> did, yeah. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll kill dinosaurs with, with gymnastics, and yeah. uh, we all lost interest. Well, maybe Jurassic Park set up, too, that, like, dinosaurs could be here now, so you don't have to imagine cavemen yeah. hanging out with them. I don't know, Jeremy, you 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 know younger kids. Do they still like dinosaurs? I mean, Jer- there, there's yeah. relatives, by the way. Jeremy's yeah. not preying on fun anymore. Uh, but. Me and my white van just cruise around. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my nephews and cousins all seem to like dinosaurs. Okay, they? yeah. They also like Minecraft and Angry Birds, which we didn't like back in the That's day. That's true. We had better mm-hmm. taste. Like uh, Transformers and He-Man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Way better. All those well-written toy commercials that we watched. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we have the immortal Yoshi noise, uh, and I'll edit it in right here. Uh, it is a very, very hard to turn into onomatopoeia, but uh, that is that is the synthesized Yoshi noise, kind of like people call it the vacuum cleaner noise, mm-hmm. but that would not stick around for very long, mm-hmm. and eventually Yoshi would be voiced. We'll go through Yoshi's changes in a second here. Um, oh, but puberty. Yes. Uh, I have some very strong opinions on which Yoshi I prefer, and I forgot mm-hmm. to actually bring... Uh, my girlfriend bought me the. Um, it's not a Nendroid, but it's a Figma. Um, what are those mm-hmm. little ones with the standees? The, the Japanese made uh, um, uh, well, play arts. I don't know what it's called. I mean, Nendroid is the thing. Figma makes Nendroids. Okay. And yeah, that's the chibi versions. Like, Figmas are the normal size bodies, and then the giant head, much better versions of, of Funko Pops. That's a Nendroid. Okay. Yeah. I don't know is what it, these is are. Is it the same company? I think it's a different company that makes it like Bondi or something. Smile but, Plus? I don't know. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's, yeah, Smile <laughs> is the. The, they're the ones who make 
Nendroids and uh, and Figmas. Have you noticed how we're all giant weebs in this room? We're like, let's name every Japanese toy company we have. So, well, I mean, he knows we how he didn't say it. anything. Yes, Ray was Ray was just he didn't want to be part of this himself. But so uh, what I love about this toy company that I don't know the name of, but I'll put it in the blog. They make uh, toys based on the earlier versions of Nintendo characters. So. Some of my favorite ones are oh, the off-model ones. Yes. Uh, do you know the name of it, Ray? Medicom. Medicom. That's yes, it. Yes. Thank you. So um, <laughs> two of my favorite little toys that I own are the Mario and Luigi from the Mario Brothers arcade game. Yeah. Yep. Those really weird kind of like – it's a mix between jet, uh, anime and Fleischer Brothers sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. thick lines. Uh, they all kind of look like little sacks of dough. Yeah, yeah. And like their weird pointy hats, or well, like po- not pointy hats, but like the weird hats that come to a point. Yeah, and, and like like Popeye's elbow. <laughs> it's a design that makes that makes no sense in three dimensions. You have to turn them a certain way to get them to look okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, like so they have that. They have uh, the original Yoshi, and they have the link that's on the box art of the Japanese version of the first game. But I have the true original Yoshi. And that only lasted until 1995. There are two Yoshis. So this Yoshi has uh, he has like the half lidded eye look. Uh, he's very laid back. He has the uh, he has the tiny arms. Of course, they're not they're not hands that can grab things. And he has a saddle. And over time, uh, really starting from Yoshi's Island onwards, uh, he would grow hands with thumbs to throw things. Of course. Uh, his saddle would become a shell over, eventually over time when he no longer had to carry any bun. And I don't, I don't know why a dinosaur would have a shell, but that's that's another story. And a voice. And I, I, I really believe this. it's obvious to understand why they made this design change. It's he needed more autonomy when he was no longer just a vehicle you could ride. Like when he was his mm-hmm. own character, he needed to be um, able to do more things. So you say these are two different Yoshis. Two like, different like Yoshis. Like the bigger Luke theory. Uh, I've never heard that, actually. Oh. <laughs> how, about, how about Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr.? Oh, what is you know, this, Ray? Like in Donkey Kong Country, that Donkey Kong's supposed to be Junior. And That's Cranky right. The original. That's but, right. But Yoshi yeah. is like a disposable creature. Like every time you ride a Yoshi <laughs> in Super Mario World, mm. you're you're hatching a new life into being. Yes, yes. And the weird thing about Yoshi is... Um, and then dropping it into a, a pit. Just using him for your own there, selfish there, gains. There is no Yoshi uh, yeah. in the first game even. Like there is no, that is Yoshi. And they have to make a distinction to that too. Like on the, on the Super Mario Wiki, they make a big distinction to that too. Like this is the Yoshi page for the green Yoshi who stars in these games and who they market to. But there's also just any Yoshi page, and then there's the yellow Yoshi page, the purple Yoshi page, black Yoshi, all the different colors mm. of them. And I I get from a design standpoint why they'd want to give him, say, hands, because that's more... You can do more than that. Like, animation-wise, he can do a lot more yeah. and emote more. He can clench his fist or point at things. And just having, you know... Uh, uh, claws or what little yeah. dinosaur hands yeah, little little ineffectual dinosaur, dinosaur hands. hands yeah just doesn't leave them with much to, they need to they need to humanize him more yeah they really anthropomorphize Yoshi and you're right Henry uh, there there is one Yoshi but there is also Yoshis I think in the beginning of Super Mario World, uh, you're you're reading a letter from Yoshi <coughs> in the message block. Mm-hmm. It's signed Yoshi, so that could be the one the one true Yoshi that will save us all. <laughs> the one or, with hands because he was able to oh, write that's a right. letter. Yeah, mm-hmm. or I don't know. What, are those message message blocks just like dictations or whatever? They have the little speaker. <laughs> Yoshi was talking mm-hmm. into it. Who knows how uh, Yoshi yeah. communicated before he could babble in a baby voice. Uh. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that the Mario games were meant to be dissected with this much vigor. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're here for. Right. Well, it's our job to do this, Jeremy. That's what we're, that's where we're making the big podcast bucks. But mm. so uh, we eventually have the Yoshi that we have today after Yoshi's Island, uh, starting with Yoshi's story, where we have hands, uh, a shell, 
Um, and uh, Baby Boys, that's very, I think, divisive. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm not mm. a fan of it. Um, and I don't know where this idea came from because uh, Yoshi had, he talked like a baby in the Super Mario World cartoon, but I can guarantee you no one in Japan, especially Nintendo, ever watched that because if yeah. they did, there would be lawsuits and Deke would be, <laughs> Deke would have disappeared much quicker than it did or at least uh, I think they just <laughs> renamed it to avoid scandal. Right. So yeah, um, and it's weird because um, Yoshi does say his own name, like like a Pokemon and I was trying to do the chicken and the egg thing like okay Yoshi says his own name like a Pokemon but when did the Pokemon anime come out in Japan where that was the conceit that wasn't in the game where the Pokemon said their own name mm, um, I think that was 97 it was so I, it was, it was, it, it was spontaneous, simultaneous evolution. I actually looked at the release dates of the first episode of the anime and the release of Yoshi's Island in Japan and there was an 8 month gap so conceivably just enough time. it could have been <laughs> inspired by Pokemon, and I, and I would not be surprised because it is a Nintendo property. Um, they could have looked at this and went like, oh, that's a fun idea for a thing to do. I mean, like a Pokemon, he hatches from an egg, yeah, and yeah. there are lots of him, but with different variations. <laughs> like it, yeah, Excuse I, me, but in the first generation, could you hatch a Pokemon? No, you couldn't. That yeah, reading was until two. That's true. But who's that's to say they not. weren't immediately, they weren't already planning. Yeah, they hatched from eggs. And also, Game Freak does have a Yoshi history. There's, there's that as well. So. That's true. We'll yeah. get into that. Hmm. Yeah, yes, the dark history. Well, and speaking of those eggs, like the question of gender on Yoshi. I've, yeah. I've had that conversation with, with a friend a while ago, too. That just, like, I believe in most official Nintendo things, they do call Yoshi he and use masculine pronouns, but then not, but then. He lays eggs like that yeah, hatch mean, thing. Just in terms of biological Yoshi sex, uh, he is producing eggs. Life finds a way. I guess yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's even a funny – there were tons of funny moments in Smash Brothers Brawl where, you know, Snake could talk to the colonel in, in Kodak for, about different characters. And he even has this conversation oh, okay, uh, in good. it about <laughs> the colonel says he throws eggs and does them. Wait, he he lays eggs like, and the colonel just hand waves it away. Like, yeah, he does. Like, so I just looked this up. We we paused briefly, but I will now play the clip from Smash Brothers. Thank you, Henry, for letting me know about this. I I had no idea, mm-hmm. even though I I think I listened to all of these at the, at the time. <laughs> so here we go. Spotacar, what's this lizard thing? That's a Yoshi. It's a dinosaur from Yoshi's Island. Watch out for its long, chameleon-like tongue. If it gets you, you'll be swallowed whole. It lays eggs and throws them right. Then it must be female. Actually, it's a he. At least, that's what it says. It talks. Yes, it talks. Well, kind of. Now you've got me curious. How about I capture one so we can see what they taste like? Oh, snake. So there you go. Sorry for the bad audio music mix. That's better, but, uh, than, that's yeah. better than any comment we could make. Yes, it? really. Uh, David Hater's best paycheck ever. <laughs> kudos, kudos to whoever wrote that. I like that. Uh, it, it also borrows a snake eater thing. Or it's like, what's it taste like whenever you see an animal or grab an animal? So, yes, let's now move on to... Wait, wait, wait. I want to know from you guys because I have, I have strong feelings about this. I prefer OG Yoshi, my, my dinosaur friend. He doesn't talk. He knows his place. Um, but we're, we still <laughs> wow. have a bond. Uh, so, what do you guys prefer in terms of Yoshi's? I mean, I, I, like mm. in terms. Okay, so I, I like uh, I like the design more. I will say I, I have mm. no uh, 
I have no real affection for like Yoshi's in general, but I just like the design of original Yoshi. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think about you like old Yoshi versus new Yoshi? Do you have a preference? I'm just curious because I, I have strong feelings. I do like the new Yoshi is a cuter design. I like I, I like his cuteness. I miss his long neck. And, yeah. Uh, and I also don't like that it's seemingly just a Koopa shell on his back, that it doesn't feel it is weird new there. But, uh, you know, I am a traditionalist. I like his high, his high half-lidded look. But I if, I if one had to exist, I actually would pick the new oh, one. Oh, you betrayed I'm, me. I'm sorry to say. Actually, Henry, uh, Yoshi, uh, Oji Yoshi is like Jay Sherman in season one of The Critic. <laughs> and uh, Baby Yoshi is like uh, Jay Sherman in season two of The Critic. They really cuted him up. It's true. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Uh, I was going to say old Yoshi, but then you're talking about like him knowing his place. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a social justice version of Aww. Yoshi. But the thing is, they give you the best of both worlds because Baby Yoshis still have that like Stubby-armed, yes. heavy-lidded looks. So actually, when, you, when yeah. you get a heavy, like a, a baby Yoshi, and you know, Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers Wii, uh, or new Super yeah, Mario Brothers yeah. U, like it's still, it's still, still got that sort of vestigial design. So you could almost say, like, yeah. old Yoshi is actually just an immature version of modern Yoshi. You're right. Actually, I prefer. That's my favorite kind of Yoshi, and I do have a, I, I do have a plastic toy of that because I'm a child. Uh, Ray, <laughs> uh, please, please talk about your favorite Yoshi. Right. I don't like one. the. I don't like the CG Yoshi that has like the really exaggerated snout and stuff. And, and really big, really big hands too. Like, yeah, it's mm. too like Mickey Mouseified. I think. Mm. <laughs> Just like trying to make these huge circular shapes, so I guess kids can draw them better. Hmm. I still. I. I, I mean, okay. To its credit, I couldn't draw original Yoshi that well. So I probably could do the newer CG one, yeah. I mean, the only Nintendo character that they really want you to draw is Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they teach yeah. you. Exactly. Right at the beginning of the game. Yeah, so let's move on to the games. going to be talking about Yoshi's uh, many games, but I also want to encourage all of you to uh, post on the comments of this episode, which is your favorite Yoshi? I want to know your reasoning behind this because I'm very curious as to who who falls in line with me and who falls in line with Henry and who is a, a baby Yoshi booster. So uh, I really want to know what the stats are. I might have a poll. This is very important to me. I don't know why. So uh, let's move on to the first game in the series. It is um, Super Mario World. This is where Yoshi first appeared, of course. Um, this was uh, this came out in November of '90 in Japan, August of '91 in the U.S. And again, we have an entire Super Mario World episode that's Retronauts episode 36. Please look that up if you want to know more about the game itself and Yoshi. It's 90 minutes of Mario World talk. Uh, we can talk about some basic stuff, of course. I mean, in this game, Yoshi is something you ride. It's he's not his own character. Uh, there are four different colors, each with their own special abilities. Uh, there are baby Yoshis, which if you feed, uh, they will grow into a bigger Yoshi. 
Um, jumping on Yoshi affects the soundtrack. There's a lot going into just this b- very basic idea of having Mario ride something. Am I missing any any major things? I mean, eating enemies. I mean, you yeah. take yeah, you take Yoshi you from fly. stage yeah. to stage, and you you can keep him. You had the strategy of I have to beat this stage with Yoshi to take him to the next stage, so I can abandon him to make this big jump to get to the secret keyhole. Or yeah, yeah. He was a very uh, he was kind of like a jump booster too. You do have to abandon him to do certain yeah, things like very that. Very easy to sacrifice. Yoshi's. Yes. Uh, and his ability to do different things by eating different colored Koopas was, mm-hmm. was, that was pretty really interesting. Cool. It's, it's yeah. something that was not utilized that heavily. Not it's really. It's mostly in the, like, the, you know, the bonus world, but... Um, I love, yeah, blue, it's, I it's love a, blue Yoshi myself, yeah, personally. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little detail. Like, yeah. Stomping with the yellow shell in your mouth so everything explodes. Yeah, that one lets you fly. It gives you the stomping power, and if you spit it out, you spit fire. It's I, like thought the was, I thought that or was like the, the flashing one. The flashing shell, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the best shell for sure. And, and I also like that he can jump on pointy things. Like yeah. he'd, he'd be fine on the saw blades or the death spikes. And it makes a little tap dance sound yeah. effect, which is very cute. Do, 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 do. Yeah, and actually thinking about this, his, his baby, babyish persona was kind of set in this game because he would not follow you into ghost houses and um, fortresses and things. I mean, obviously they did not want to design those with Yoshi in mind because it's a lot of cramped corridors. It's a lot of things they want to make more challenging. And Yoshi, in some ways, made the game a little easier because you could take a hit with him and jump back on him and take another hit. Mm -hmm. So um, it was more of a design thing, but it also helped establish him as sort of a childish uh, uh, Freddy cat scared animal kind of thing. Yes, I don't know if I'm thinking too much about this. But yeah, I never, I never took that here. I was just like, oh, I can't fit in there. So yeah, you on. guys must have seen the people who analyzed the sprites that say like, is Mario punching Yoshi to open his mouth and eat something, or is he pointing at like, oh, do this thing? Like, I, I think he's pointing. I feel more like he's pointing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like casual animal abuse. I, I wouldn't <laughs> expect that from Nintendo uh, because like for a long time, people assumed that the joke was like Mario's hitting bricks with his head, mm-hmm. but clearly he was punching them, but for some reason, everyone just thought he was bashing them with his head. I don't know why. I don't know, but he's still killing toads every time he does that. Yes, but uh, it's interesting to note <laughs> that he is. He's, he's killing his own uh, his own uh, citizens. Of the hey, Russian they were Kingdom. dead when they were turned into blocks. That's true. He's setting them free. He's just uh, desecrating their corpses. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, God, I forgot I was going to say. Oh, and that they removed, well, speaking of animal cruelty in Mario yes. World, they did remove dolphins from I, the game. Oh, am I getting Oh, no, please. That, that's what I forgot to talk yes. about. Please, please go on. Well, I mean, they removed dolphins from the game. That, or could he not eat them? He couldn't I, eat yeah, them. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. eat the dolphins. But again, I think that was a gameplay decision or a design decision because if you ate a dolphin, it got rid of a platform. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just tagged them as enemies or tagged them as eatables without realizing, oh, this could make the stage much harder or not in the way we wanted it to be. I just know in the early 90s, dolphin safe tuna and the fish of dolphins was definitely was a, a hot topic. Yes, and, and yeah. um, it's still a thing that happens in Japan. The incredible comestible dolphin. <laughs> so yes, that's all of our Mario World chat for now. If you want to learn more about it, go to your local library and they will kick you out. And then you can look this up on your phone because uh, there is no Yoshi information at, li- at my library. I checked, and it's it's just shameful what's happening in this country. Uh, you might find that issue three to one contact. Oh really? <laughs> um, there there was never a zoo books about Yoshi, so I was upset no. about that. So the next game on our list is Yoshi. Uh, it is a puzzle game. It came out in December of ninety one in Japan and June of ninety two in the U S. Um, this is I, I just like the way it's named. It's almost like he did get his own spin off sitcom. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like it's based on his, point. What's that? It's an exclamation and point. And it needs to be based on his stand-up, really, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gives him a family and a wacky neighbor and um, it's trying to tackle the modern world. Well, Flashing no. shells are never there when you need to fly. What's up with the deal with that? 
Oh boy. So uh, this is by Game Freak. Um, but it is a really, really lackluster puzzle game, and I try to give it another chance. But yeah. I, I'm surprised just how uh, just how bad. basic it is. It's bad. Mm-hmm. So it is a match two game, and there are some games that do that. But that's all you're doing. You're just matching things together. There's nothing more to that. There's yeah. one thing where so uh, you want to match things together. And you sort of rotate uh, columns. Mario's at the bottom, and you, and you sort of switch columns between hands to get the things to fall where you want them to. But once they're matched, they disappear, and that's it. Um, you just do that until you can't do it anymore. It's, it's very Tetris-like, and sort of it's endless. And well, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. It's actually a bit more like Hatris, but even uh, like with a bit removed from that. Because <laughs> I never played Hatris, so I, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. And the one the one gimmick is so if you match, uh, sorry, if you stick a bunch of unmatched tiles between the top half and the bottom half of an egg, it's sort of like the Yoshi version of Tetris, and that that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make that stack of unmatched tiles as as large as possible to pop that top part of the egg on it and squish all the enemies in it. So mm-hmm. that's basically it. And I feel like Nintendo has given this game away for free or basically uh, free it, in so many versions in so many a, ways. Still overpriced. <laughs> yes. From a PR standpoint, they should not be virtual consoleizing this so much. Like, there's you, there's so many lists of games that are still not on virtual console, but they just dump Yoshi, like, I feel like in the first three months of of the Wii U and 3DS one. Just, yeah, it I, was... I, uh, I don't want it. I don't want it at it, all. It was one of those 30-cent games when uh, the Wii U yeah. first came out, and it was like, it's the 30th anniversary of the Famicom, here's 30 games for 30 cents or 10 games for 30 cents. And when they price that the same as Super Metroid, you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I bet it'll be the first game on Switch in their their monthly program. It's going to be the first Switch game I buy. And then Mario's Woods. I prefer that. Oh, God. Uh, but it was Game Freak. That's the Game Freak game we were talking about. Yeah, yeah that, it that is. Was Game Freak's worst paycheck. Yes, yes. it was. But I mean, they if had you... to pay a lot of bills while working on Pokemon mm-hmm. in the background. And so. I'm, I'm almost positive uh, Masuda, who is the Pokemon, he was the music guy. Now he's sort of the overlord, uh, or he was for a while. Now he's not directing stuff anymore. He's a producer. But... Hey, you can really hear Pokemon-ish music in this game. It mm. sounds like Pokemon music outside of the classical music that they borrow. Yeah. And uh, in Japan, it's known as Yoshi's Egg, like Yoshi no Tamago. And in the EU or wherever it was released in Europe, it's, it's Mario and Yoshi. So I guess what, Europe had a problem with Yoshi. They needed Mario there. They needed the reinsurance of Mario being there in order to sell a game with Yoshi in it. You couldn't carry you his own get, game. you got to get, you know, a native in there. The thing, Italian. Yeah. Well, the uh, thing is, you are controlling Mario, really. Yeah, actually, you are. <laughs> what is Yoshi even doing in the game? He literally stands on the sideline and watches. Just cheering you on. He's yeah. like, make more of me. I mean, he's talking to you. Yeah. He's doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, I, I, he's hel- you're helping his race get more Yoshis. Yeah, you're, you're helping, uh, you know, repopulate the Yoshi race after they were <laughs> driven to extinction by Cuba Kids. Um, so that's just my theory. It, yeah. Yes. It is, it, is a, it is a babyish game, and I think that actually sort of launched Yoshi sort of being perceived as for babies mm. as a franchise because it is such a simple puzzle game that anybody can really figure out. Yeah, and I mean, it was in an era where you could make a puzzle game this simple and get away with it, but after Puyo yeah. Puyo, uh, things like that, I think it's just, you, you can't go back to something this simple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.
the next game on our list is one that I personally like a lot. It's uh, Yoshi's Cookie, another puzzle game, uh, like just a year later. Yeah. So it came out in November 92 in Japan and, and April 93 in US. And I have to say, I probably repeated this a million times. This, this was my debut at the gaming press. I sent a, uh, a tip into GamePro, uh, the December 93 <laughs> issue, and they printed it. So I'm in that issue with my Yoshi's Island tip, and it was rewritten by an editor yeah. with, like, the cookie won't crumble so fast if you follow these tips. I never wrote that. But, <laughs> but they gave they sent me a T-shirt, which... Um, Good inspiration, though. Never fit me, even to this day. It's way too big. Oh, boy. But um, I think I still have it. But, um, yeah, it's another puzzle game for Yoshi. Uh, I was where really, he mostly plays Mario. Where he mostly <laughs> plays Mario. Actually, it's like... It's this giant machine where yeah. you're basically it's it's a cursor-based puzzle game where you have rows and columns of cookies and you can you can shift rows over one to the left or the right and you can switch columns one up or down. So you're just kind of moving and switching around columns and rows to match cookies and you have to get rid of all of them. And it is a match two game, but um, it's much more complex and interesting and um, prettier than Yoshi itself. Uh, would you agree with me, Ray? I don't know how you feel about Yoshi's oh, no. Cookie. No, I'm pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. I had it on Game Boy and played it a lot. Yeah, this is uh, NES Game Boy and SNES, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, Yoshi never got an SNES release, but it had Game Boy and NES. Yeah, that's weird. Well, I think they knew why waste money on this thing. <laughs> like, especially if they've got Yoshi's Cookie coming, which is a better puzzle game. Yeah. So with cuter drawings. And, and I also – I just have something about like how the – Japanese love of cookies. Like, those are very specifically cookies. I feel like I don't see it in America, or I didn't see it in American bakeries. Oh, for sure, game. yeah. So, no, I, I mean, this game needed a, 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 you know, collector's edition that came in one of those blue metal Danish uh, butter yes. cookie Dutch tins. <laughs> I didn't see these cookies until maybe 15 years after I played the game uh, because <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a German bakery down the street, and I buy these cookies now. I'm like, I'm eating Yoshi's cookies, and they're delicious. Those little checkerboard um, Yeah, with the jelly breads. inside. Yeah, 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 so good. But good I, I, I just was like, are these jewels I'm matching? Why is this Yoshi's cookie? <laughs> but, yeah, this game was developed by Bulletproof Software, uh, so things are just a little bit off model. Things just aren't quite right. It's yes. not. It's not totally ugly, but um, oh, they're Dutch, right? They're Dutch. Yeah. Well, Hank Rogers is Dutch. <laughs> Hank Rogers is Dutch. No. So maybe that's like the Danish mm. butter cookie connection. But uh, I don't know if he he didn't Denmark work on this game. Did, I don't know. I understand what you're saying, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, maybe I, I'm, I'm trying to make a theory here. This maybe is even better than the caveman theory. <laughs> was was Olaf Olafsson involved? He might have been. <laughs> who knows? But I'll tell you who was involved. Maybe uh, with the Super NES version with the Sony <laughs> sound chip. Ah. Yes. But who was involved was Alexei Pajinov. Alexei Pajinov. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. <laughs> He actually designed the puzzle mode um, of Yoshi's Island, which was essentially sorry, not Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Cookie, which is just like the main mode, except they give you a prescribed number of turns in, in order in which to eliminate all the cookies. So uh, the Tetris guy made a substantial amount of content in Yoshi's Cookie, which I is never, maybe why it was that good. Yeah, hey, I never heard that, and I'm not uh, <clears throat> discrediting you yet. Uh-oh. Like, Whoa, yeah. I was just wondering Whoa. where that came from. Is this an alternative? Um, I, I did my research, but I, I read an interview or something like that. Because okay. this game was originally, um, it was originally a game called Hermetica, designed by a designer yeah. named David Nolte, and Nintendo bought it. I think uh, mm-hmm. something happened along the way that made it into Yoshi's Island. Uh, mm-hmm. God, Yoshi's Cookie. Yoshi's I can't Royal stop thinking Boy. about Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Cookie Island. <laughs> yes. Uh, was, this, was this game the inspiration for Medios? Because the mechanics seem Medios. really similar. You know, the... Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I feel like this, this cursor-based puzzle game
puzzle game. Um, like I feel like Panel to Pawn would kind of draw from this too. Well, I mean, the way you're moving like entire rows. Yeah, around, yeah. Like if, I think if you controlled Yoshi's Cookie with a stylus, you'd pretty much get Medios. I would play that version of the Yoshi's Cookie if they ever made it. But yeah, I can definitely see that. I wouldn't be surprised if the developers of that game liked Yoshi's Cookie, wanted to do more with that. Um, I think with Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie back to back, that also planted the seed with the Nintendo that we can make. Yoshi, the presenter of puzzle games, and that's how that's true. Yeah. Then lead Tetris Attack later, but I think that's I think that there's a connection there. And puzzle games were really huge then. I'm sure they're still big now with you know lots of phone games and things like that. But this was like the the post Tetris wave of people trying to make their own big puzzle game, which is where Puyo Puyo came out of, which is where Panel to Pawn came out of, things like that. Like big companies making these really interesting puzzle games. Um, <laughs> Yoshi's Island does feel a little simple. I, I again I keep saying it. What's that? God, I can't stop. I'm sorry. I'm going to put like a little Maybe bell this in. it should have just been the Yoshi's Island. Episode. I know. I'm going to add in like a little clown horn every time I mess up saying the name of the games. But Yoshi's Cookie does feel a little simple. I do prefer Tetris Attack um, or Panel to Pawn, however you want to call it. Sure. But um, I still played a lot of this for this episode and I still really fell into it. I don't know. It just It's very soothing as like a very soothing soundtrack. And um, interestingly enough, I noticed that it has a version of Yoshi with arms looking very much like the Yoshi's Island Yoshi in this mm. game. That's just because he's a little off model. I'm sure whoever was drawing him was like, we need to give this guy arms because he's he's operating this cookie machine. It but was more squat, too. So. He really was with bigger yeah. eyes. So it was interesting. I never noticed that before. But the Yoshi's Island, I, see, I said it at the right time, the Yoshi's Island <laughs> Yoshi is in this game. We're going to move on to Yoshi Safari. Oh, um, boy. So now, so Ray, I, you're right to question some research because I was questioning research on this where it was like, oh, uh, hi, I'm Wikipedia. And according to me, Yoshi Safari was made by Nintendo R&D One and directed by Satoru Iwata. And I was like, I say no to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Have you even seen this game? Mm-hmm. So I, I did some more digging. And um, the the theory I dug up was that uh, Tose probably made this game. Just given the lack of polish and uh, <laughs> the slightly off-model well, characters. And Tosei is not a bad company. Okay. I will say that. No. I don't think Tosei is a bad company. But it has a certain Tosei feel, and there's no credits on this game. I would game. say the character designs definitely have a stuffy feel to them, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think the better evidence is that they did make the Super Scope 6 cartridge. That's that's it, too. And, and uh, the lack of credits, too, because Nintendo yeah. games, would they had credits at this time. All of yeah. them did. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like there was a reason why... They didn't have credits. The shame so. of Tosei. Yes. No. Uh, the stink of Tosei. Shame of Yoshi Safari as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, I did a, uh, a article for Games Radar. It was like the evolution of bo- Yoshi Box Art when oh, I was yeah. um, in like 2013. I earned 100 whole dollars for that. So thank you so much, Future. I, invest- <laughs> I invested in my future with that money. Um, but there's interesting censorship in this game, at least in the box art, where the box Japanese art. box art has Mario uh, literally shooting Bowser in the face with like a super scope style well, gun. He's shooting, he's shooting Bowser. Bowser's castle, well, like a, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Mufasa-esque vision of Okay, Bowser's yeah, so that's, it's like his head, it. his, the head that, the head version of him that's on his castle then. Yeah. So in the Japanese box art, it's Mario and Yoshi's back firing a bullet or an explosion at it, and the explosion is exploding on the Bowser face. And in the American box art, Mario is erased, and Yoshi's just sitting there, and yeah. for some reason, Bowser's face is still exploding. Regardless, so. it is... 
Mario with a gun. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wonder how Nintendo is of America was feeling at that time that like video game violence is all over the news, and then yeah. Nintendo of Japan hands them like, "Here's a light gun, sell this gun." Yeah, they, they would have taken been... him back to the Super Mario Brothers original concept where Mario was going to shoot guns instead exactly. of like, fireballs. If Joe Lieberman saw Mario with a gun, he'd be like, <laughs> straight back to Congress for those guys. God, yes. I mean, this was uh, this was released in the fall of '93 for the U.S. and I believe the uh, congressional hearing on video game violence was December of 93. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty so, sure yeah, it pretty was. Much same time. Yeah, so I feel like Nintendo was always trying to sanitize things, but even they could feel like the Mortal Kombat uh, effect in the air where it's like, this is who we are. We are not going to put uh, Mario with a gun out on store shelves, <laughs> even if it's a, a fun gun that, you know, doesn't really kill yeah, people. I mean, we did make a plastic bazooka, but, you know. That is so strange to me, though. They would have had trouble selling the Super Scope when... Like five, yeah, five years before this, millions were buying their system with a gun. With yeah, the, they they were used to associating. Oh, Nintendo's the people who make the game where I shoot things based on shooting animals, not like cartoony yes. fun creatures, yeah. just like real ducks. Although oh, they're they, they're pretty cute ducks. They, they soften the violence against birds, where the ducks were just like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened after they hit the ground, but it they had this like I don't know. I feel like they made it a little more palatable than what it could have been. I've played those arcade hunting games, and they're a little tragic, actually. It's like, yeah. So I do want to talk briefly. I want to touch upon Yoshi's Island. Uh, We'll control this conversation. One one last thing. Go ahead. Okay. We'll we'll take turns. I thought, too. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, there's more about the game. We can talk more about it. It's basically like what – it's like an alternate universe where Sonic R was Yoshi's (laughs) Safari because it's basically Mario Kart on foot. Yeah, the way it looks, it really does look like that, yeah. And you really just are staring at the back of Yoshi's head the entire time as it bobs up and down and as the the flat (laughs) The true first-person experience. Yeah. And also from a Nintendo history standpoint, this was the first... I believe the first English language release where she was called Peach and not <laughs> Prince and not Princess yeah. Toadstool. You're right. That's right. And yeah, I think that al- I think that also goes to this being a Tose release or a B level release that A level localizers in Nintendo of America would have made sure it said Toadstool, not Peach. Yeah, well, there's very little to translate in it. Yeah, anyway. yeah. There's no there's no cutscenes necessarily. Yeah, they probably they might have even written that text in Japan and you know yep. just. Sent it over because there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah. But hey, they were ahead of the curve, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about the peach thing. Thanks, Henry. <laughs> I don't think they were ahead of the curve. I think someone <laughs> no, just I know. missed it. And then Yoshi's name was Eggman, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. it actually could be. T Eggman. It makes more sense. So I do want to briefly touch upon Yoshi's Island because, um, again, um, God, this game is a, a work of beauty. I was almost brought to tears by playing this game uh, oh for goodness. research. I'm going to time you and see how long okay, this Okay, make a time We're me. briefly going to touch on it. I bet it's <laughs> mm-hmm. going to be like 30 minutes. And I will say, uh, please find a way to play the original, even if you have to steal it. I know that's bad to some people, but I played the GBA one on my Wii U for like five minutes, and I was like... I can't do this anymore. Just find a child who owns a copy, punch them, and take it. That's, that's <laughs> like a, thir- a thirty-year-old child at this point, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I I tried playing that GBA one on my Wii U. I lasted five minutes, and I was like, "Screw it!" I got the ROM, I got my SNES USB, and I was in I was in Hog Heaven I or Yoshi Heaven. It. I did beat it on the GBA, but that was when it was new, and yeah. I yeah, yeah. I didn't have as much of an alternative for it then. Yeah, but. Nintendo is not giving you a, a way to play the original. You're not hurting anyone, and it it deserves you to play it. And I, I want to put that out like there. Is like a Super FX chip thing? Is that what like a licensing thing? We've for the talked tech? about this a lot, and I I don't think we have a, uh, a consensus. There's no there's no hard fast fact about it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of subtweeted um, 
the I just totally forgot his name. Uh, uh, Argonaut guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We subtweeted him into a conversation about it, and he jumped in and said. Yeah, as far as I know, like, there's no licensing issue or anything like that. Hmm. So I don't know if it's technical, like, if it's a well, lot of R&D trouble that Nintendo just doesn't want to bother with. Because the original Star Fox never got virtual console either, did it? Right. No yeah. SFX chip. Yeah. One or two is on virtual console. Yeah. But uh, but either way, I do. I love Yoshi's On. I think it is one of, one of my top five games of all time. I love that game so much. Actually, I... Uh, one Another thing that drew me to Jeremy's work when I was a much younger person was that I felt he was one of the few people really talking up how awesome Yoshi's Island was in, like, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else was. Well, everybody had forgot about it. But uh, And I was sold on it early, too. I was one of those people who would rent the free blockbuster rental of a commercial for for a Nintendo game. Oh, and right, yeah. The one they have for Yoshi's Island of just them saying, like, every detail. Like, look at this. Look, this door fell down, and it's polygons. Is that crazy? More than any other Mario game. And I, I'm still – are you still keeping track of time? Because I need to get all this in. What are we at? We're at two minutes. Oh, God, thank God. Okay, so <laughs> – more than any Mario game, this is my favorite 2D Mario game. I think it has more ideas than any 2D Mario game, um, more unique ideas that are never reused. And I feel like the development of this game was at a time when there was a sort of a platformer arms race. And Nintendo was even competing against themselves. So it's like we had like Sonic, Earthworm Jim, and Donkey Kong Country all happening in this little bubble. And Nintendo was like, we are Nintendo. <laughs> we make the best 2D platformers. We're going to show you the best 2D platformer ever. And I think that was the thesis for Yoshi's Island. Like, this is going to be the end-all, be-all 2D platformer. Well, Fuck off, Rare. We'll show you how it's done. <laughs> it was also, it was made by a team of people who knew they were, or who were making Super Mario 64 at the same time. Yes, yes. So they would know that this might be, at the time they could know this might be their last 2D game they make with that budget, uh, with that group. And That's very they, true. They all kind of, so I feel like I mention this every time I'm on Retron House, but I did, I interviewed uh, Takeshi Tizuka about this, the director of Yoshi's Island. I and This was for like the reveal of the Wii U and then in the last five minutes in 2012 E3 in the last five minutes I said Yoshi I my favorite game can I ask you a couple questions about that and one was about what do you remember about the development he said it was not easy but he was surrounded like he was working with all these other super high level Nintendo guys who would go on to in the N64 era to now lead their own teams on their own That's so true, they yeah. were they were the A team of, of Nintendo of EAD at least and secondly I asked, like, because I had read these stories, like, Miyamoto did, made the car of drawing super cutesy as an FU to the to Rare. And so I asked if, like, was it was was the design of Yoshi's Island inspired by Donkey Kong Country and those games? He's like, it, he, he did say it was in response to that. Like, they were. Interesting, yeah. They, they made it cartoony in response to Donkey Kong Country. He didn't throw shade at DKC or, or as it don't. Don't quote Henry Gilbert as saying, Tezuka <laughs> says, Donkey Kong Country sucks. You'll but, never work in this town again, Henry. <laughs> but he did indicate that it was, I don't have a, I don't have all the words in front of me, but yeah. he did indicate that it was in response to Donkey Kong I believe it. And I also believe the other thing you said, where we all believe this at the time too, where Nintendo probably thought this is going to be the last real big 2D game we'll ever make outside of Game Boy Advance or whatever comes next. So they really put all of their stuff into it. Okay, we're running out of time. But uh, <laughs> what else did I want to say? All the people that worked on this game still work at Nintendo. I 
looked at all the level designers. They still design levels in Mario games, even Mario Run. So, wow. like, all these people still work at Nintendo, which blows my mind, but not really because you never leave Nintendo if you do a good job there, I think. Um, the only way you leave Nintendo is in a body bag, really. Yeah. And Yoshi's Island <laughs> set the tone for a lot of rules oh. of Yoshi that would go forward from then on. Yes. Like um, that, that there are multiple Yoshis that also a history of Mario that did not exist to that point, like to make it a real prequel of this is baby Mario and baby right, Luigi. Right. And just the, in the, the Mushroom Kingdom. The grammar of Yoshi movement. We have established the butt stomp. We have the the floaty jump with that allows you to like have an arc in the air. We're wrapping up Jeremy. Jeremy's frantically pointing <laughs> at his watch. Uh, the butt stomp, the the floaty jump, um, uh, the throwing of the eggs. And uh, yeah. Yoshi, green Yoshi, the Yoshi, which would, uh, I mean, I guess he kind of already was, but you start the game, the first level is Yoshi, the last level you are green Yoshi instead of the different colors you'd been to that point. Yeah, and there's a bunch of pastel colors, but we have to cut off the Yoshi's Island discussion. Please let me know how soon you want me to make this episode because I am just like, I, I want to keep talking about it, but I can't. I already have a lot of notes. But again, this episode has a, so many Yoshi games and Yoshi's Island deserves its own, not just episode, but podcast series. That'll, that'll be the next Patreon tier, exploring Yoshi's Island. Uh, we'll be right back, guys. We'll take a break and we'll be back with the rest of Yoshi's games. And we're here to talk about a, a very polarizing Yoshi's game that I've I've kind of come around on. I, I'm not sure how re- I really feel about it yet, but I don't hate it as much as I used to. And that is Yoshi's Story, which came out on December 21st, 1997 in Japan and March 10th, 1998 in the United States. And this is a game that really just broke my heart into pieces originally because I didn't have a Nintendo 64 at the time. I just borrowed one from a friend to sort of catch up on Nintendo games that I couldn't play. And I rented Yoshi's Story, and I'm like, cool, it's like a Yoshi's Island sequel. I love Yoshi's Island, as as we talked about previously. Um, and I played through it, and I was just like, this is just crap. Like, there are, what, there are six stages in this game? It's so easy, and it looks bad, and I, why are yeah. they talking? Why are they singing? I just immediately hated it, and I never really revisited it until uh, this podcast episode. And uh, f- fortunately, my girlfriend played a lot of this growing up, and I didn't. And she she kind of explained the game to me, and it's a surprisingly complex game. Um, how do you guys feel about Yoshi's Story? Uh, I kind of have a better appreciation for it now that I know how to play it. I mean, well, how do you play it? I'll I, tell you that in a second. <laughs> I was super de duper excited for it. The second I saw there was another Yoshi's Island coming, I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting this thing. Pre ordered it at Toys R Us, got a black Yoshi beanie baby for doing so. Oh. And good. then when I got it, I felt I played it like a Mario game, which meant it was done in like two hours. I was just like, I paid 20, I like, I paid 60, 70 bucks for this thing. I, I was very upset by it. And I, the only thing I ended up liking in the end of it was it's like offensively saccharine ending yes, song. Yes, yes, like, it really is. 
Yeah, this was, I think, the final nail in the coffin for, like, Nintendo's perception among the gamers. Yes. Because, like... They betrayed gamers. Well, you know, Nintendo of America at least worked so hard on the Play Aloud stuff to try and, like, turn around their image. And then, you know, a few years later, here comes Yoshi's story. And it's like, okay, well, Nintendo's for kids. Bye. And then that just sort of, like, ruined it for, like, years. Jeremy Parrish, where were you when Yoshi became a baby? Well, (laughs) Bob, I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) All right. So I was an adult... You were a man. I was. I was in college. Uh, yeah, so I, like Henry, was super excited when I saw that there was going to be a Yoshi's Island story because I loved that game. It mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and just blew me away. And I was like, yeah, more of that. That was one of the reasons I got an N64. And then the early reviews hit. I think like IGN or N64.com at the time did like a preview hands-on and said, what the hell is this? It's terrible. And I said, wait a minute. If respected journalistic institutes like N64.com say it's not good. They didn't say the graphics were uh, solid and the controls were tight, right? I was like, wait. So um, about a month before it came out, I was I took a family trip to Dallas or something. I don't know. And I happened to go to a store that had a demo of it. And so I tried it for myself and I was like, whoa, they were right. What is this thing? This is not what I wanted at all. And so I that was actually one of the, the games that made me say, maybe I should trade my N64 for mm. a PlayStation. And so I did. And so I guess I'm one of the people Ray was making fun of. <laughs> but um, I, I have been told by a few people that there is a lot of hidden depth to the game. There really and is, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk about okay. that. Ray, did you but say – But I, oh. I do want to go back and give it a fair oh, sure. shot at some point. Mm. At some point. And I'm – you know, I want to do like Nintendo 64 retrospective videos at some point. Ooh. So that's pretty early in the system's yeah. lifestyle, lifespan style. Ray, did you say your thoughts on Yoshi's story? No, I don't have much anyway. Okay. I mean, I did buy it and everything, but yeah. uh, I, I, was, I guess I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So the concept for this game, I mean, uh, there are tutorial blocks. I feel like this is a game you need to read the instructions first before you play. And when I rented it, it did not have any. So I yeah. was kind of lost yeah. on this concept. And it gradually teaches you, but I don't think it teaches you fast enough. So... The the sort of um, way this game plays out is there's no goal line at the end of a stage, as you would find in Mario. The stage ends once you eat 30 pieces of fruit. Um, which surround the screen. Which that's surround your, the screen, yeah. Like there's, no, there's no shortage of fruit. Yes, there's no, no shortage no. of fruit. But you really want to – so ideally you want to eat the 30 uh, melons in each stage. There are these like uh, light green melons, which apparently in Japan are like a, a sign of luxury. You buy these very, very expensive melons if you're a rich person and eat them even though – I feel like melons I in America – I think you mostly give them as gifts actually. Oh, really? You, like, take them to people's houses when they have you over and you're like – Interesting. My, my very nice gift for you. I, f- I feel like melons in America are like the filler and fruit salad. No one likes them. It's just like where's the more interesting fruit, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're the melons that, I have, that are cut with like the tea stem that you see. They're only cut like that in Japan. So you want to get all 30 of those in a stage if you can. And like that's the ultimate goal is to play the stage as well as you can to find all of those 30s throughout the stage that that loops. Um, And in order to help you in finding these things, which is something that is not in Yoshi's Island, is you can warp between four different points in the stage. So at some points in Yoshi's Island, you can miss collectibles forever, and there's a focus on collecting in the game. This game at least gives you a way to jump around the stage and go back to places you might have you know, slipped by or, or fell past a piece of fruit that you wanted, which is pretty cool. And if you can't get that um, all the melons, you want to prioritize the fruit you eat either by the lucky fruit that is chosen when you start playing the game 
randomly or the fruit that your color Yoshi likes. And the ultimate point of the game is to make your Yoshi as happy as possible because once you eat enough of the right kind of fruit, Yoshi becomes quote unquote super happy. The music changes. Um, when you butt stomp by shy guys, they turn into fruits. Uh, you're invincible. He has all these special effects, but he's, he is super happy when he eats enough fruit. But yeah, I mean, um, so really the goal of the game is sort of like a scavenger hunt to find the ideal fruit to eat. And the game is weird because conceivably there are six stages in every session of the game. So there's one stage you play per page of the storybook that is the metaphor for Yoshi's Adventure. Um, finding uh, these giant hearts in stages add more stages to the following pages. So as you play through the game and find things, you're making the book um, bigger conceivably. Um, you're adding more stages to the pages of each individual stage. Does this make sense to any of you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, this wasn't explained well by yeah, the game, it's, though. It's that, complex. And if you're playing it, but this... I think it's also worth thinking about in the historical context that in early 98 when this came to America, when I played it, their Nintendo had pretty much like given up 2D games. This was their first yeah, 2D game really on, on a console. This was the first high-level 2D game they'd made since the N64 launch because they were just so they – were, they were making the best 3D games. Then to go backwards to 2D – I guess I expected it to, especially with the connection to Yoshi's Island, I expected it to be a point A to point B goal type thing. Same here, yeah. Not uh, the quizzical searching for melons. And it is still very much like Yoshi's Island that you're going through these very dense levels uh, with lots of collectibles. There's a focus on finding things. And also all the Mario USA enemies are yes, still in there too. exactly. And there's Yoshi throwing eggs. There's Yoshi butt stomping. Um, all the Yoshi's Island stuff is present in this game. But if you're playing through this game not knowing what it is, you play six easy stages and it ends and you're like, what the hell was that? You, mm. you, there's no way for you to know that you could add more stages to this book that you're playing through. I just played through it once and I was like, that's Yoshi's Island has like 50 huge stages with lots mm -hmm. of stuff to find. This is a six stage game. So having this explained to me by my girlfriend, who is a true gamer, I must admit, <laughs> uh, she plays Dungeons and Dragons like twice a week. So um, she is a she is a true gamer girl and I am just a, a fraud. But uh, she is the one who explained this to me and it made a lot of sense. I don't know if I quite like it. Uh, there's no way I like it as much as Yoshi's Island, but I feel like taking it on its own terms um, and trying to ignore how bad it looks on a 4K TV. It's ugly as sin yes. now, too. And it, it kind of always was, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never liked how it looked. I Well, it's it's a style they would they would definitely refine in later handicraft platformers that Nintendo has made so many of. I think this game also just bummed me out because, in retrospect, it is the first sign of, like, Yoshi's the B-tier series now. Yeah, like it's yeah. Not, officially. It is not their AT. They, Nintendo does not put their best and brightest on it. So who worked on this game? I will tell you. Uh, the soundtrack is by Kazumi Takata, who is a... Uh, Totaka. Totaka. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Totaka. He's a very, like, uh, one of Nintendo's more eccentric employees, at least in the terms mm -hmm. of his output. I mean, K.K. Uh, Slider in Animal Crossing is based on him correctly. Correct? Is that right? Yeah. Um, and his music has a very distinct off-kilter, off sort of whimsical touch to it that is not found in, like, Koji Kondo's, uh, you know, Zelda and Mario music. It's very, at times, odd. And I, and I will play, like, one of the one of the songs from Yoshi's Island does, does right this now. Game, oh, so does, Yoshi's Story. Does this game have Totaka's song in it? I, I have it to assume it does. I, I feel pretty sure it does. But look at, look at, <laughs> there's the video for it. Yeah, okay. so here is, uh, so there's a common theme for Yoshi in this game that became Yoshi's song, essentially. 
and it's reiterated throughout in in this in various versions in this game. And here is here is the rap uh, version of oh, it. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> And you can really hear that sort of uh, vocaloid-ish thing that would become K.K. Slider. So not all the songs are great or fun to listen to, but uh, it's like when you play the, the the weird chanting music and Wii music. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I'm glad you brought that up, Ray. Once or twice. So yeah, this reminds me a bit of Earthbound too, with the weird samples, the odd choices, things like that. But again, um, I believe to- Totaka, right? Mm-hmm. That's his name. Okay, Totaka did direct Wii music. We can't hold that against him. I feel like uh, yeah. it was an idea Miyamoto had, and sometimes you just have to do those ideas even if you don't want to. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, who directed this game? Uh, um, it's it's a Nintendo employee that we don't really hear that much about, but he directed some pretty big games. So Hideki Kono is the director of this game. Um, he also directed. We, we hear about him. I mean, he's the Mario Kart guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Does he I still do he's... Mario Kart? Yes. Yeah. I feel like okay. He was the I wasn't sure. stage around, talking yeah. about eights at, at an E3. I just feel like he is sort of uh, far down the list when you name off Nintendo employees. The, the I'm not saying he's not important. I'm just saying you don't really hear his name he's as much. Nobody's favorite, I guess. Yeah. Aww. I'm not. No offense, Kano. Jeremy what just. The fuck? Jeremy <laughs> just ripped his "I love Hideki Kano" T-shirt. Why are we power uh, ranking? Ranking. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. So I'm, I'm not saying that, again. This is not a value judgment. I'm just like, oh, I don't really hear this guy's name a lot. But again, directed Luigi's Mansion, that. directed the first two Mario Karts, uh, helped helped direct Yoshi's Island. There was like a four man directing team on that game because it was so big. Luigi's um, Mansion is the Yoshi story of the GameCube. It really yeah. is. Uh, but no. I, I like it a lot no. more. <laughs> no, <laughs> take that back. All right, I take that back. In terms of uh, <laughs> disappointment, but then people realizing it wasn't so bad, maybe. Okay, Can we say I'll that. Yes. That. Yeah. So yeah, again, I'm not. I'm I loved not, it from the start. I'm not judging Mr. Con. No, I, I loved his Mario Kart games he's worked on. So, yes. Um, I did enjoy Yoshi's Island. I, I enjoyed Luigi's Mansion when I first played it much more than Yoshi's Story. That's for sure. For this game, I really think it deserves a, a true HD remake in the manner of Yoshi's Woolly World, Kirby's Epic Yarn. I mean, this game is really going for that look. But again, those assets, the Nintendo 64 was never a 2D powerhouse. And this <laughs> game is meant to be played on an SDTV in 1997, and that's it. It's really hard to play now. Yeah. It's hard to control with the Wii U controller, and I feel like the design is so interesting and so unique. I feel like if they put this on the 3DS or made some sort of Switch remake, I don't know. I just want to see this game look better because it's it's hard to look at for you know, too long. That was one other thing that angered me about it in 98, too, that I felt like Yoshi's Island was made... Against the grain of CGI pre-rendered stuff, and then Yoshi Story is the CGI pre-rendered character. Yes, uh, oh, that's so bad after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, Yoshi's Island begins with a very Donkey Kong Country-looking Yoshi mm-hmm. and Stork and Mario, and it's, I think it's just putting that up front. Like, just be glad it doesn't look like this because we could have done this. They're just putting it out there, and then as soon as you see that great island like rotating, you're like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you didn't actually do what I thought you I just, would. It's just it, it's. Uh, I don't think the graphics are as big a deal as the fact that it's just annoyingly vague. Like, for a game that is perceived to be for babies, like, you cannot figure it out without reading the manual. That's true, Ray. And it, it is weird that it's such a babyish game with, like, babbling, grunting babies yeah. saying their own name. But it and is being very... being happy. Yes, and being happy. But, again, someone... It was like... It's like Monster Hunter where someone had to sit me down and be like, okay, Bob, this is how the game works. This is the goal. Yeah. This is what you're supposed Plus, to do. you know, as someone... You know, I was not and am not someone who really 
plays games to 100% them, so I didn't really like the whole collecting stuff in each stage and just having mm. that be the goal. Like, yeah, yeah, and they're they're really big stages, too, in this game, yeah. with lots of like little corridors, very, very, very dense stages. So we're getting into some uh, uh, sketchy territory here with uh, Yoshi Topsy Turvy. Um, quite a jump in time. So that's six years in between yeah. these two games. This is December 04 in Japan and June 05 in the U.S. So, But the, like Yoshi was still present in all the Mario games that there were a ton of. He was in every sports game. Smash Brothers. Kart games, Smash Brothers. So yeah. it's not like Yoshi wasn't anywhere. He was still very present, but he didn't have a game of his own. Until this time. Yeah, and um, this is the first Yoshi game developed by Artoon, who we mentioned Ooh. in the Sonic the Hedgehog episode. Uh, this is the studio founded by Naoto Oshima, who is Sonic the Hedgehog's character designer. And they would eventually become sort of the Yoshi studio in a way uh, after becoming Arzest. I forget what happened. They were, like, absorbed, and then they broke off and did their own thing again. But this is a, a, a obscenely ugly game. I, Jeremy, you might have reviewed this. I, I was, did. Okay, can you talk about this? This came remember? out right around the same time as Yoshi's Touch and Go, right? It did. Uh, Yoshi's yeah. Touch and Go was um, actually before this in the U.S., yeah, in the US. but That's after this in okay. Japan. Yeah, yeah. so this was, this was kind of a dark time for Yoshi, actually. Um, <laughs> it was. And, and, is, and a dark time for Nintendo in general, you know, for someone in the games press where, you know, perception is everything. Um, it was really hard to kind of drum up enthusiasm around the office for uh, anything dealing with Nintendo at this point. Like the DS was so weird and no one really knew what it was about yet. And then you had the sort of Game Boy Advance, like the the straggling tail end of games like this, where it was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, uh, this this game, it, it's it's I guess kind of an interesting idea, sort of built around the same uh, accelerometer concept as. Kirby Tilt and Tumble. And Mario Wear Twisted, which yeah, is a great, which, great game. Yeah, that was a really good game. Mm-hmm. This was not. It's um, <laughs> a really kind of clumsy, sloppy platformer. It's really ugly. Like the graphics yeah. are really extraordinarily bad. I, and they all move super cheap. Yeah, yeah just everything feels is like cheap. bad flash animation. It's yeah. like... It ugh. was shocking to me watching it's this. It's like early, yeah. early Homestar Runner bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Icebox cartoons. But, but, you know, this was this was not, you know, an amateur homemade cartoon. It was a professionally released video game on a physical medium. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you From a major publisher. So how does this play exactly? a major exactly? franchise. Yeah. Basically, you control Yoshi by tilting the game system back and forth. Which is, um, I guess, an interesting idea. Like, Loco Roco did that, sort of, and was much better about it. This tries That's to right, be more yeah. like a traditional platformer doing that. Uh, it's I've, it's been a it's been you know a decade since <laughs> I played it, but I just remember it not being fun in any sense of the word. I really really disliked it. Uh, the good news is I don't think anyone will ever play this again. I don't think they'll ever re-release it. I, I don't know not. why. It's it's really hard to look at, like you Switch said. Switch Virtual Console. Just oh, you boy. wait. That'll be that'll be a maze game. We can all talk about that mm-hmm. uh, when that happens. Yeah. So yeah, this was also called Yoshi's Universal Gravitation in Europe, and I don't Ooh. know like <laughs> you're just booing the concept it's of just, Europe. <laughs> no, I, no, just. 
weirder. Uh, it, yeah. it is a bad name. Is that like a it's, like a turn of phrase in, no, in the UK? No, like, no, it's a literal translation of the Japanese name. Oh, okay. The Japanese yeah. title also has it beneath. Its we call name. it Yug for short. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like topsy turvy. That's more of a British phrase anyway. They would have gone with that. Is it higgledy piggledy? I, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think of it. I think of it because that's the name of the film about uh, Gilbert and there's Sullivan. Always, there's always those weird moments where like European Mikado. games. Yeah. European games do not just leave the Japanese name alone and mm-hmm. just give it to you. Thing. I actually I actually like the title Universal Gravitation, but the game itself It's no. crap. Yeah, total crap. I don't think any of uh, anyone can argue against that. I, I don't I've never found a fan of this game. But the next game I bet yeah, someone I mean, will show up in the comments of this. Bear, of bear in so mind that this was the point at which I was really, you know, in in the kind of early days of, of working in the games press professionally, really going to bat for like 2D games, handheld games. Like I was always trying to cheerlead them and, you know, call people's attention to them and say, like, you should play this game. Don't overlook handheld games. Don't overlook 2D games because they're still great. And this one, I just couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, no. Like, guys, I was wrong. Go this play Grand Theft Auto. You're right. You're right. <laughs> why, did I, why did I waste 10 hours of my life? But the next game is good. Uh, <laughs> that, there's a qualifier to that, I guess. But this is Yoshi. Yoshi Touch and Go released in uh, January of 05 in Japan and March of 05 in the U.S., sort of a... A very, very early DS game. Um, it's made by Nintendo, not by Artoon, and it's yeah, directed yeah. by the director of Metroid 2. And I mm-hmm. did not know that until today. So apparently he is the guy who, who put this game together. I believe it was supervised by Takashi Tezuka, who is like the second in command in terms of 2D platformers like Mario and things like that. Pretty Nintendo. much, yeah. yeah. He's the exec producer on most of those things. Just, well, I guess the title usually is just producer, but yeah. there's a seniority implied there. Of course. And this is not the first runner. I was looking up the history of runners and apparently B- BC's quest for f- tires. Is that what it's called? Uh, sure. Um, you also that, had, you know, Metro Cross from Namco. Okay, yeah. I mean, this is a long history, but I was playing this on my Wii U uh, controller, and this really feels like a modern runner. Um, you're just essentially going for distance, and um, you're it's all touch interface, but it's kind of weird because when you're playing on your Wii U controller, seeing both screens, you can only interact with the bottom screen, and I really want to interact with that top screen. So I feel like mm-hmm. they, could, they could really remake this game, and I, I should say the concept is... Um, so the first part of any time you play this is you're guiding Mario downwards, baby Mario, as he falls. You're drawing clouds to kind of steer his descent away from spikes and into coins. And the second part of the game is he falls on Yoshi's back, and you do the same thing, basically. You build clouds to make Yoshi run and avoid obstacles. You you tap the screen to eat enemies. You tap the screen to throw eggs. It's all very cute. It's all it's, very it's interesting. Like re, it's like a retelling of Yoshi's Island. Yes, kind of, in a way. <laughs> for for the DS, and it's all touch-based, of course. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing, and it works. Um, it works, but it's also not a $30 box product. It's very slight. Yeah. That, that was, uh, you know, I said, you know, this was a dark time for Yoshi, Nintendo, et cetera. Um, like, this game was not nearly as bad as Universal Gravitation and Topsy Turvy. Oh, no way. It's, no. it's fun. The problem is it's just very slight. It does not feel like a standalone game. Like, mm-hmm. there's not that much to it. And if it had been a mini game contained in something else, like Mario 64 DS, mm-hmm. it would be fantastic. It does feel like a mini game. It really does. But this was, you know, like you said, very early DS software, and it was in that experimental phase. Like, what do we do with a game system? Yes. Yeah. We can't make mini game collections all the time. And it also we made you really blow into the uh, DS mic, oh, which did. we all love Bastards. doing that, don't we? It's, it's, it's never embarrassing. It's my favorite thing to do on trains and on the BART. I just <laughs> love it. Yeah, it, well, it feels from the Nintendo school of thought they usually have at a system launch up. Of what's the what are the tools we can do with like what can we do with the gimmick of this system 
uh, on a surface level, and they and they get that ready for launch. Like one two switch is totally from the same feels, from the same uh, way of thinking as topsy uh, as touch and go, and same with and same with like we play. It's all it all feels pretty similar. I I like it more when those ideas are packaged in a WarioWare yeah uh, thing, which I'm also kind of sad. Switch. One Two Switch seems to be a WarioWare game without Wario in it, which makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. Th- this game, like the the concept of having indirect control over your characters and having like a traditional platform adventure by not actually directly controlling your characters, would be done really, really well. About what, like six months later, by um, Kirby's Canvas Curse. That's right. Yes. Like, yeah, it's the same yeah. concept. But yeah. how – I guess, you know, that extra time allowed them to really sit down and, and put together a really brilliant, really creative, really substantial game. Yeah, this cr- feels like – it's not obviously because different development teams. But this feels like the rough sketch for that. Like yeah, it, here's an idea and then later you can buy the full game based on it. It feels less designed. It feels just a little more freeform. Like it's a, it's a concept on the page but the design really isn't there like it is. In, and uh, Rainbow Curse is really good too. The Wii U sequel is really yeah, good. Yeah, I love yeah. that game. But I – you know, it's funny you mentioned that. It just makes me think now. Now that like Kirby, other than Yoshi's Island, like in the post Yoshi's Island history of Yoshi, it feels like the Kirby games like come a year later, similar ish, and they're better than, mm. than Yoshi. And maybe that's except, just the except R2. with Yoshi's Woolly World yeah, and Kirby's. That's, that's true. That's yeah, the, the yarn. Yeah, that's backward. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I would say, Canvas Curse was the point at which the DS all of a sudden like had an app that really showed what the system could do. And this could have been that, but it's just, it needed longer in the oven. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I bought a DS because I saw reviews for stuff like touch and go, just like, eh, it seems too light. I don't, and I'm good. And then like the electric blue DS came out alongside the canvas curse. And so that's when I finally got it. Hmm. But I still never went back and got touch and go just because the reviews made it sound like $10 was the right price for that. Not <laughs> well, I bought it day one. And it would eventually become ten dollars in a few I months. Thought, I thought collecting DS games was going to be a good thing to do. Right, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm there with you. Yeah. So our final game on this episode we'll be talking about in great detail is Yoshi's Island DS. And it came out in March of 07 in Japan and actually eight months earlier – or sorry, four months earlier, November of 06 in the US. And I want to put this out here by saying um, it's the first Yoshi's Island game to ape what the original Yoshi's Island did very, very much to that – that same sense of design. I mean, Yoshi's Story sort of jumped off of it in a way. This is really just kind of sticking to the rules, adding a few more to it. I want to put this out here. I don't like this game, Mm. but asking Artoon to make Yoshi's Island 2 is unfair for them. Not that they're the worst (laughs) people on the planet, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> the best game designers ever worked on Yoshi's Island. It was like this great confluence of great designers, great idea people, all putting everything together in this in this platformer arms race to make the best platformer ever. But, Asking anybody to make that again and outdo it, it's like making a new Star Wars, basically. Like, you can't make it better than the other Star Wars. It's always going to be worse, even if it's still enjoyable. <laughs> and yeah. I wouldn't call R2 the J.J. Abrams with games. <laughs> no, no. They're, Gun- they're more like the George Lucas, like modern George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. I think, nevertheless, Bob, it is <laughs> – the game is sort of the mewling fans wish fulfilled because like, oh, we're just going to make Yoshi's Island again, right? And on yeah. paper, that sounds great because you have – I feel <laughs> – even looks the same. Wasn't it promoted first as Yoshi's Island 2 like when it, it was, was announced? Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and that was too sacrilegious apparently. I mean, I'm – They were like, I don't think this game earned that number. Yeah. No, and yeah, it no. didn't. No way. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad Nintendo called it Yoshi's Island DS. Though I – like they could have come up with. I wish they had done like Yoshi's Island Desert Secret or something with dumb and stupid diaper dumb shits. Stupid diaper <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it because this game is full of babies, uh, and I want to complain it is about the this. Babies of Yoshi's world. S- something was happening at Nintendo at this time where every goddamn game had babies in it. I mean, um, we had the Partners in Time yeah. uh, with Baby yeah. Mario, Baby yeah. Luigi. We had this. Is, this. is this when Miyamoto had kids? Because, you know, like, everything that he's interested <laughs> in becomes a game. Like, he's suddly, he's, you know, he's waking up at 3 a.m. to feed a baby. I don't know. He's, he's like, in, I'm going to make some really annoying babies in my video game. He games. was in his 50s. I would have hoped that his kids would have already been born. I, does he have kids? I don't remember. Yes. I, I don't know. He has yeah, kids. He okay. I, I would assume I, they were probably born in the 80s or something, maybe. But um, He yeah. had his dogs. He made his dog games. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Like, babies were everywhere, and I don't have a problem with babies per se, but for some reason, they were just in every game. Like, Mario Kart Double Dashers, here's, like, 90 babies. It's like, that's what I wanted out of my life, a uh, baby version they of needed, every character. They needed to expand their rosters, and they were like, well, we don't have that many characters, so how about the baby version? And make their bodies smaller and give them giant hats. And, and then, pacify them. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could make new characters within that world instead of just the baby versions of everybody, but... I prefer when they just I, added all the Koopa kids, and I was like, I'm cool with this. Well, I like this, these characters. This was before they were let out of the vault. Like, yeah. They were Still, they were still locked away and unrecognized. Well, they were in Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. I mean, yeah, but that, that was almost felt like appearance. Alpha Dream yeah. was just sho- shoving them in there, like, mm-hmm. eh, we got them. Like, they were never anywhere other than that. So I'll tell you all the babies that are in this game. Uh, baby Mario, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby Peach. Baby Donkey Kong. Baby Wario. And Baby Bowser. And they each have their own unique abilities when they're riding on Yoshi's back. And uh, the main gimmick involves switching babies throughout a level in order to nab all of the typical Yoshi's Island collectibles. So, of course, you have 20 red coins, um, five flowers, and 30 stars, which is essentially your health in a way. It's, it's basically it's the baby timer. When you lose the baby, that starts ticking down. And ideally, that is judging your perf- – I mean, that, that is judging your performance. So baby you want timer to- is also known as the biological clock. The biological clock. When that, when that, when that ticks down, Yoshi's got to get, get pregnant somehow. I mean, it's up to you, buddy. Even though he's a male, yes. it's okay. Yes. Life finds a way. So, yeah, as you unlock new babies, each stage gives you opportunities to switch them in order to overcome obstacles only they can handle. Like, let's say there's these invisible M blocks. When you when you have Mario in your back, you can either see them or hit them and create platforms for other characters to use. And then they can mm-hmm. use their abilities after that to get the things. It's very complex, and it's, it's I think it's kind of too interesting. Much, though, but, yeah, there's a, there's a little too much going on in this game. But part of the problem is you can only switch babies at baby signs. There's, yeah. like, baby changing stations. Ha, 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 very funny. Okay, but, yeah, it's kind of annoying to have to navigate to those and then go back to the place you need the specific Yeah, area. I wish you could switch them on the fly, and that would have made for a, a little more uh, effective Just like use ex- of this extra idea. backtracking through stages that are a little too dense anyway. Yeah. That just take forever. And then also, they're... 
it kind of it kind of messes up the flow of the level two of all right, I'm jumping around. This is fun. Oh, there are the monkey bars. Better go get yeah, the DK. Better go back. back. All right, got it. Uh, and let's let's we need to talk about the screen gap. Oh yeah, the screen oh, gap, screen gap so, is a big big problem in this game. Number one, this game should not be sold on the Wii U because there is no way to play it effectively, and I hate that. <laughs> Uh, the true. one the one way you can play it is like we're gonna put an image of a 3ds or sorry we're gonna put an image of a DS on your TV and you can watch it in those tiny screens like no there are other ways to do this but sorry Jeremy go ahead I, I want to know what you think about this well it's just you know the the DS's two screens are not you know directly contiguous there's yeah. a space between them and games had to figure out how to work with that some of them did pretty well like Contra 4 even though there's action happening on both screens. It really feels like they thought about what's happening in that dead space and tried to design around it. Whereas this game, not so much. Like I found constantly as I was playing that I would bump into hazards that were in between the two screens that I couldn't mm. see because of the way the screen was scrolling and the way the, the stages were designed. Um, because you do navigate on both screens. Like right. you're, you know, the, the screens are like, or the stages are double decker basically. Yeah. I mean, when I was playing this for research, I found that they didn't have you jump between screens that often, but you, they always want you to be paying attention to the other screen. And that's hard to do because that's a lot to take in at once when the mm-hmm. screens are connected, when, especially when one is sitting at a different angle. Even. It also, it also makes the, the, the egg throwing across two screens Ugh. really difficult. It is. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Trying to aim that, that, at that, you know, kind of tall orientation is, is tough. Yeah. I didn't beat this game because I got to the the part that annoyed me most mixed with the screen gap were the platforms that then had that pink blob on them that would just bounce you off of them that you would just bounce off of they they put those in such like cruel places it 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 was no fun that's basically I was like this stopped being fun I'm done Mm -hmm. don't need this anymore and again it's not fair to ask someone to make another Yoshi's Island that is not Tezuka and his team at Nintendo and I feel like if if Yoshi's Island didn't exist and you played this game you'd be like oh it's an okay game but going from Yoshi's Island to this like back and forth you really feel what they missed these little details like in Yoshi's Island Yoshi has a real like heft and weight to him like they want you to make him make it feel like you're carrying something so Yoshi's kind of sluggish he's got like a momentum and weight to him and uh, in a very smart move Yoshi's Island not Yoshi's Island DS Yoshi's Island there is no run button once you move in one direction long enough Yoshi starts running in this game there is a run button which essentially interrupts what you're doing because when you hit that button Yoshi sticks out his tongue and then you can start moving and then you break into a run and I feel like missing on a tiny detail like that it's so tiny but it adds so much to Yoshi's Island and why it works there's not that little break in the action when you want to start running you just start running by you know moving in the one direction long enough I know that's incredibly granular, but it's like they missed that little detail. And I feel like Nintendo, their designers, they really knew how to make Yoshi move. And in this game, it doesn't feel nearly as good. Mm. Yeah. I Also, somebody who cares way too much about the Mario mythos, I didn't like that Wario got pulled into that. I just was like, look, Wario can exist within the Mario world, but I see him as a land character and his own character. Yeah. For him to be in an EAD related game and be like, oh yeah, he's the Mushroom Kingdom. He was a baby there too. I was like, ugh, don't like that. (laughs) To a lesser extent, Donkey Kong as well, but more so... But that's even more complicated. But just having Wario there is like, I I want him in his own corner. But. Yeah, I mean, Wario's been dead for so long now that I feel like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> neat to remember when they were just put him in games. But now I he's, suppose so. since Game & Wario did whatever. At least this whatever. wasn't Master of Disguise. Yeah, God, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. You know the, When's yeah. our Wario episode? Uh, we already did one, right? It was, oh, it was like right. episode two. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Time for another one. Yes. No. Yeah, so. Um, no blends together. 
Yeah, we could we could re- redo that, redo the HD remaster. <laughs> um, you know, one of the biggest problems with this game is that aside from the the addition of the baby mechanics, it doesn't add anything new yeah. that was not in the original Yoshi's Island. It reuses like, a lot of graphical assets. Everything yeah. is is something you've seen before. Like, you know, in, in Yoshi's Island, it's surprising when you get to the island and there's, like, little monkeys climbing the trees. And they're kind of harmless, but then, you know, like, they get in your way and interfere. And yeah, and they steal like, oh, Mario. Weird. Yeah. Okay, but – and that's in Yoshi's Island DS. But there's nothing new. There's nothing in addition to that to make you say, oh, that's that's unexpected. And it looks worse despite coming out 11 years later. It does not look as good. I mean, they reuse a lot of assets, but the ones that they create themselves don't look as good as the ones in the SNES game at all. Like, that, they had a real, like like – that's kind of a to them. DS problem. Like New Super Mario Brothers had, you know, lots of familiar enemies, and then the new enemies that they created looked really bad. There were new enemies there, in that yeah, game. Yeah, there were a few, <laughs> and they were they had no style. Okay, no taste. I can't remember that at all. But I will say, uh, Henry, do you have something to say? I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, I will say that um, I will give this game points for doing something new. Uh, we can talk about Yoshi's New Island. Is it New Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's New Island? New Island. New Island. New Island. I will say that I tried giving that a play uh, on a recent plane trip, and I'm like, I, I, I respect Yoshi's Island DS more because it at least tried to do something. You are just an uglier Yoshi's Island with one extra gimmick. And it, it's fine. I mean, it's it's not offensive. It, it's perfectly playable. But, again, Yoshi's Island exists, and it, it's hard to get out of that shadow. Yeah, so that was my initial thought. But then as I played it and reviewed it, I realized this is not for Yoshi's Island fans who played Yoshi's Island 20 years ago mm. and want a sequel. This right, is right. this is for, you know, the young 3DS player yeah, who yeah. has never played Yoshi's Island and you know has, it's, no, has it's no way to play it. <laughs> Nintendo's fault to a, a certain degree for never reissuing Yoshi's Island aside from, you know, the 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 GBA port. But even that's a little inaccessible. You have to own a GBA or a, a Wii U, and no one actually does that. Yeah. Um, or you could so, have gotten amb- ambassadored into that with the uh, 3DS. Yeah. yeah. So I really feel that, but you know, the the young audience, like the the target audience for this, was not a 3DS ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you take this as just a an attempt to create a Yoshi's Island for young players who have never played Yoshi's Island before. It's actually really, really good. Yeah, if you just take this on its own in a vacuum, mm. it's a perfectly fine game. But it's I can't, I live in a world with Yoshi's Island, and I can't I can't forget about That's it. That's fair, know? but yeah. I mean I don't know. As as a reviewer, I, I feel like I need to kind of think like who is this for? And if it's not yeah. for me, I need to understand what they're doing right. here. So I, that that's one of those cases where yeah. I, I really had to step back out of myself and realize, yeah, this is disappointing to me personally, but it is a well-made game and it's for people who don't yeah. have my, you know, 40 years of video game experience. It's not it, it's not for me and it wasn't for you. I wasn't reviewing it, but it's like at the same time, I, I don't need to play it. It's it's not for me at all. Yeah. I, you know, actually I would have reviewed New Island, but we ended up giving it to uh, then freelancer Kat Bailey, a uh, frequent guest on this show. But she, uh, I liked it a little more than she did. I, I edited her review, but my... Uh, comparing to the DS one, I think New Island is a better baseline game, but it certainly doesn't try as many things as DS does, though it's better at the shit it tries. Yeah, yeah, and that, that counts for a lot too. Yeah, and the big the big egg actually was kind of fun. I wish they'd done that more. Yeah, and, and maybe I'm still maybe it was Jeremy who said this. I forget who I read said it like. It is it is it is kind of a Sonic game. Like it's the closest a Yoshi game has been to. There's like a lot of like speed running parts. Like there there are the parts where you are rocketing through 
through the stage as fast as you can, and mm-hmm. you have to like dodge stuff. And that definitely felt like a Sonic stage to me. And mm-hmm. and it ended with uh, spoilers for New New Island. Oh I, no! <laughs> I did like the well, not the secret boss, but the real final boss was being teleported to have a regular Bowser fight in current Mario time. That's kind of fun. But but graphically, too, though, I thought it was kind of a boring graphical choice. I, I liked it more than I thought it would, though, because when it was first announced, I was like, oh, right, they're going back to Yoshi's Island. And then when I found out, it somebody was, revealed, like, oh, it's R-Tune. I was yeah. like, <laughs> must it be R-Tune, Nintendo? Well, the next game we can briefly talk about for a minute, it's Yoshi's Woolly World. I lied. We're going beyond 2006. But I feel like it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly not R-Tune. great. Feel. I mean, it's good feel. Um, and they know how to make a game. It's, it's not Yoshi's Island. It's doing its own thing. It's very collectible-driven. Um, I enjoyed it. It's very cute. Um, and it's coming out for 3DS. Yes. Yeah, it's Yoshi and Poochie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is what it's called? Yoshi, Yoshi and Poochie's Woolly Yoshi World? Yoshi and Poochie's Woolly World. Yeah, so... Um, the other Poochie. <laughs> out, of, out of all of these uh, Yoshi's Island derivatives, I would go for that one. Um, play it on Wii U, play yeah. it on 3DS. It's not going to be the same thing, but I feel like... They're better than Artoon games. Um, oh, totally. Well, the, I mean, Woolly World. World. Woolly World gets the egg tossing really right. Like that's what's great with, and it mm. makes the yeah. uh, the floating jumps feel a lot more correct. The and it even has the stuff from Yoshi's Island. Nobody really loved the the transformation into All other right, yeah. things. Like the, the brief like time power ups. Mm, yeah. That yes. Would, so. Oh god! I'm gonna talk more about Yoshi's Island. Somebody stop me! Please. I, I will. I will say also that Yoshi's Woolly World. I don't know about the 3DS version, but the Wii U version has a really nice co-op element. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does. I have uh, you know one of my my very young cousins. He's like, I guess four now, maybe five. Um, he likes to come over and you know play video games. Usually it's Disney Infinity, but he gets bored of that after a little while. So his next favorite game to play at my place is Yoshi's Woolly World, and he's. Okay, he's actually figured out, you know, despite being four, he's figured out a lot of the sort of complex mechanics, but he has a much better time when he plays it co-op with me, and I can kind of pull him through and give him guidance, and it's a very, like, you can turn it on super easy mode, so it's almost impossible to die, and it's great for playing with kids. Like, it's Interesting. it's a really good cooperative, not like New Super Mario Brothers, where you get in each other's way oh, and you hate each other. so annoying to play with other people. Yeah, like, this is much more of a helpful, yeah. collaborative uh, co-op and it, it so looks, it that's looks something really most good. people I think overlook but yeah. uh, having experienced that myself I'm like oh there's an ex- extra element to this game that most people I think you know our age may not know about yeah. and it looks really good too I remember uh, yeah. like one Nintendo Direct uh, back when the Wii U was tanking or like in serious trouble and like the, the Nintendo Direct opened with Nintendo employees going to a fabric store it just showed you how different <laughs> well, Nintendo was, E3. was oh that was E3 that was, their E3 oh, man. That was the okay. first E3 Direct oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But it was, I think you just mean that they showed Willy World super early it was like oh god we're making games for it just calm down yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that was before the fabric thing yeah. that was like that was when their first emergency Direct were like uh, Look, okay, we're making okay. all these other things like, look at this idea, because I remember six months later, they didn't show it at that E3, and I yeah. did ask Tezuka on that same interview, like, hey, what's where's that where's game? He's like, Yoshi. we'll talk about that later. Like, I was like, okay. Mm. Huh. And it took him another six months to show it again.
So I have one final question for everybody. It's something that I think about a lot, uh, being a big Yoshi's Island fan, and we will have an episode on that soon. Uh, I want to do it this year. I want to sit down with that game, play it back to front, get everything and, and play everything in that game. But my question is, uh, can Yoshi's Island ever receive a proper, proper sequel, and should it? I mean, we've seen various attempts... Um, Mostly unsuccessful in my eyes, but again, uh, no Yoshi for old man, I guess, is, is the slogan here in Operation. But um, what do you guys think about this? Again, uh, I, I feel it's fine for Yoshi's Island to just be its own one thing, and I, and I kind of want people to stop trying to do another one. It, it, it was, again, this moment in time with these people that can never happen again, uh, and it was made un, in, under these conditions, which made it one of the best platformers of all time. Um, I think you don't want to keep chasing that dragon and, and thinking you're going to, or that, or that dinosaur. Uh, but I, I think you're not going to get it again. It was a very specific era. I think Nintendo has shown what they want modern 2D games to be, and it's not Yoshi's Island. They yes, wouldn't do that. True. They wouldn't put their top people on a game to be Yoshi's Island. I don't think they would make it. And they've shown that if they would make it, they would hire somebody else to do it. They wouldn't want to do it internally. It's the same with, like, you. You. everybody wants a Star Fox 64, too. They don't want to make it. And mm. I don't think if they did want to make it, though, I think you can look at... Sonic and see that they you won't like it when you get Sonic 4. <laughs> you won't like it when you actually get this thing because you can't it, it can't really be replicated. That's my feeling. I feel like what made Yoshi's Island great was not that it's Yoshi's Island. It's that it was this game that came out of left field was so counter mm-hmm. to the prevailing wisdom and sentiment and direction of game development and design at that point. Um, and nevertheless had expert level design, had, you know, technology gimmicks that really pushed the edge of what that system could do. It was this really unique combination of, uh, you know, technical advancement and um, like saying, what different can we do with this existing Mario universe? What can we do to really shake things up? Every Yoshi's Island we or, you know, every Yoshi's Island sequel we've gotten since then has pretty much been more of the same. Yeah, that's but true. that's not what made Yoshi's Island great. And I feel like Nintendo still does make games like Yoshi's Island, but they're not Yoshi's Island. Right. They are Splatoon. Exactly. Or ARMS or something like that. Super like Mario games Galaxy. that Yeah, like games that, you know, push things in new directions in unexpected ways. Um whatever Nintendo does that, you know, captures that spirit of Yoshi's Island is not going to be Yoshi's Island because that exists and they've clearly developed a template for it and an idea of what Yoshi's Island has to be. Mm. So there will never be that level of innovation with this line of games. But I'm I'm open to seeing more sequels if they're as good as Yoshi's Woolly World. Like, mm. that's a great game. I, do I like love that, that game. Yeah. How about you, Ray? What do you, how do you feel about the, a true Yoshi's Island sequel or just iterating on it? I think it's totally possible. They did it with Metroid and they did it with Donkey Kong mm. Country. I mean, they, right. the problem was they realized too late that Goodfeel should have been making them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I mean, that's the thing, right? We always have Mario and Zelda and then we have our, our, our third string platformer series, which is Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Kirby, and so on and so forth. And those just kind of, you know, fill in the gaps the whole way. And those can be totally fine, but, you know, the fact that, you know, they didn't have the right developer uh, to uh, uh, tether to Yoshi for the longest time just really kind of hurt it. And Mm -hmm. I think also you have a problem with, like, those Yoshi games adhering too much to gimmicks. And that's Mm – that seems to be exacerbated when you have a developer who 
you know, is just kind of like being tossed into the fire and like, okay, figure out how to make this gimmick work with Yoshi or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just, you just don't get a great good game out of it. But yes, we can totally make a fine, uh, acceptable sequel to Yoshi's Island. We just haven't seen it yet, but I think we are closer than ever. Well, Ray, you've given me some hope now. Yeah, Ray's, <laughs> I, I feel good about life again. Yeah. yeah. I should have thought about DKC Returns and Tropical Freeze as yeah. proof you can, you can go back again yeah. and make a better thing than the first time. Mm-hmm. And if the Switch really is for Nintendo fans, maybe we'll, we will get a Yoshi's Island 2 made by Tezuka and all of the games. It'll game. be Fire Emblem Island. Yes, a Fire Emblem <laughs> Island. And you can rub every Yoshi. <laughs> and they, they can all be your hey, wives. Hey, you know what? Yoshi Muso sounds like a good idea. There's oh, so man. many different colored yeah, ones already. Yeah, yeah. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> Uh, Marth's th- Magical Fabric World. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, we're going to wrap up again. Uh, there will be Yoshi's Island episode. I do want to talk about how it reminds me a lot of Super Metroid in a way that will astound Spoilers. Jeremy. Spoilers! Yes, so stay tuned for that. As for me, you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the podcast Talking Simpsons every Wednesday on the Laser Time Podcast Network. It's a chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Every episode is a new episode of The Simpsons. By the time you listen to this, we should be into season five, a great season. So please listen to that. Go to TalkingSimpsons.com or search for Talking Simpsons in your podcast machine. I also write for Fandom and SomethingAwful.com. Go to Fandom.com for my video game stuff and SomethingAwful.com every other Thursday for comedy. And again, this podcast is brought to you completely by uh, listeners like you and maybe some listeners who don't like you but still you should give to our Patreon it supports the show it gets all these guys into the room it buys all of our equipment it flies Jeremy out here we couldn't do the show without you we do have incentives for people who want to give a little more but if you just want to give a dollar a month that'd be awesome if all of you gave a dollar a month we could do some amazing things with this show there are still tiers we're trying to meet so please go to patreon.com slash retronauts and see how you can help the show we really really appreciate it and Jeremy quit his damn job to do this full time so yeah. do it out of respect for Jeremy please uh, everybody out of, out of respect for my wife who needs health care yes exactly so please everybody jump in where can we find you uh, you can find me here at Retronauts and uh, Retronauts.com which is a site that I am building into more than just a blog that shows updates on the podcast so uh, yeah do that please check our site and listen to our podcast and listen to us on iTunes you can find me on Twitter as GameSpite and also um, I'm doing the video Patreon uh, to kind of counterpart as uh, for Retronauts doing Game Boy World and Good Intentions and that sort of thing maybe eventually a Nintendo 64 show I don't know We'll see if I can get that to that level of uh, production time on the videos. But that's patreon.com slash gamespite. So please help. Ray, how about you? I'm on Twitter, R-D-B-A-A-A. And I do a podcast called No More Whoppers. But, you know, just go to the Twitter. You'll see links to all the stuff I do. (laughs) And Henry. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G is my Twitter handle. You'll find all my thoughts there. I promise it'll only be 80% political moaning. (laughs) But, um... Also, I write for Fandom along with Bob. That's where you'll find my regular video game thoughts. And I'm a regular appearer on Talking Simpsons. I co-host that with, with Bob or Bob's host. Anyway, and that's supported by its own Patreon, patreon.com slash lasertime. And there's a ton of great lasertime shows that I have been involved in, including Lasertime 302010. Tons of great podcast listening if you are looking for more cool podcasts. And uh, I, oh, I almost forgot. If you liked all this talk about Yoshi, one of those podcasts is uh, 
DG Empire, uh, which is hosted by Brad Elston, a guest on the show in the past, who did, does a show about just classic video game music and his love of them. I co-produced with him the Yoshi's Music episode. So we oh, talk great. about awesome. our favorite music from all solo Yoshi games. It's really good. Just search V-V-G-M-P-I-R-E. Yoshi, and you'll find that episode. It's a really awesome, good yes. one. I, I like to think of Laser Time as the empty nest to our Golden Girls. <laughs> Occasionally, one of us strolls over and makes an appearance. So, so maybe yes. not the Yoshi to our Super Mario World. Oh yeah, that, that could work too. No, I, I'm just saying maybe not. Okay, well maybe, maybe not. Oh, okay, yes, too that, that could be as too long insulting. As long as it's not the aftermash to our mash. As long as we're not riding you, <laughs> it's fine by me. So we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening, everybody. 